This is the Battle of the Films! That's right, this is a segment off of the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Rob. How you doing? In the Battle of the Films, I'm going to be randomly generating some matchups. One movie against another movie. I'm going to discuss it a little bit, and I'm going to pick a winner. So let's get right down to it. Our first matchup, we have Paddington from 2014 versus Michael Clayton. Uh, you know, Michael Clayton is still a movie that I feel like not too many people have seen. And it is such a good movie. Like, I'm, I'm wondering why people haven't seen this film. George Clooney's in it, for God's sake. Like, it's just a great movie. Tilda Swinton, I think Tilda Swinton won an Oscar for this movie. Oh, great, great movie. To be fair, I haven't seen it in a long time. So I don't remember much about it. But I remember watching it in the theaters. And I was blown away. Great film. But I think, you know, on the other end, Paddington is a really, really good movie, too. Like, it's a family film, yes. But it is a absolute, like, almost a masterpiece of a family film. I love that movie a lot. But I can't, I can't have Paddington win over Michael Clayton. So, obviously, Michael Clayton wins this matchup. Matchup number two. We have Inception versus Signs. Interesting. Well, Inception is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I, in my opinion, it's Christopher Nolan's best movie. And it's my favorite from Christopher Nolan's uh, canon. But Signs is also one of M. Night Shyamalan's best movies. But obviously you can't, you can't compare Chris Nolan to M. Night Shyamalan. Like, sure, M. Night Shyamalan had a good start to his career. But I don't know, where, where is he, where has he been? Huh? Where has he been? He really hit some mega, mega low points. Oh, excuse me. Inception wins this matchup for me. Next. United 93 versus Shakespeare in Love. You know, Shakespeare in Love gets a really bad reputation for winning Best Picture over Saving Private Ryan at the Academy Awards. And I feel like that's unfair. Because even though... Yes, even though Saving Private Ryan is the better film, I think that is, like, hands down an objective statement. Shakespeare in Love is a really good film. And I know a lot of my friends, at least, always scoff at, like, Shakespeare in Love. Should have been Saving Private Ryan. And I'm just like, but have you seen Shakespeare in Love? Because, sure, you can make, you can make a statement that, you know... Saving Private Ryan should have won, but that doesn't that doesn't make Shakespeare in Love a bad movie. And Shakespeare in Love was actually a really really freaking good movie. Um, that being said, United ninety three is. I mean, I haven't. There's like there's really just a handful amount of films that I get really really worked up watching, and United ninety three. I thought was going to be way too soon to do a 9-11 type of film, but Paul Greengrass's direction in that film was just perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. The movie, you know, oh my god, this movie, I, it's hard to talk about the movie without going getting too political or talking about, you know, terrorists and everything that happened on that terrible day of 9-11. But I will just say that it is a great film. 
I remember seeing that film in theaters and it actually made me a little queasy because it had a lot of shaky cam going on. So seeing that in a big screen, you know, was difficult to watch, but just the subject matter of it is truly difficult to watch as well. But it is, it's, it's, it's a great film. I'm going to recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. Both of these films you should watch, but I'm picking United 93 over Shakespeare in Love. Next, we have The Shawshank Redemption versus The Tourist. This is a silly matchup. I'm picking Shawshank Redemption. I'm not going to explain myself. The Princess Diaries versus Bruce Almighty. Not a fan of the Princess Diaries movies. Uh, I don't really think they're for me anyway. They're not my uh, demographic. Bruce Almighty was actually very, very funny. Jim Carrey, great performance. Steve Carell, you know, kind of a standout role for him in 2003. Definitely gets my vote for that one. Oh, man. Okay. Where has Steve Carell? Steve Carell has continued his career, but Jim Carrey kind of just like plummeted right after. I don't even know. Anyway, moving on. Next matchup is Beer Fest versus 10 Things I Hate About You. Now, this is 10 Things I Hate About You. That's the one with Heath Ledger, right? <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You has always been a movie. I feel like it's always on TBS or TNT. And I feel like it's a movie that I've watched multiple times. But it doesn't ever stick in my head. Like, there's... I can't tell you much about this movie. I think there is quite some famous people in here. Uh, Julia Stiles, I believe, maybe. But, yeah. I, in my opinion, it just kind of blends in with other... High school? Are they in? College? I don't even know. I can't tell you. I don't think the movie was that good. Beer Fest, on the other hand, though it's definitely not a good movie. It's not a well-made film. It was very funny. Very funny. And I've always, especially during my you know college years, I was always a big fan of drinking games. So it kind of like, it, was, it, it spoke to me a lot more. So I'm definitely picking Beer Fest for this matchup. Next, we have Strangers on a Train versus Cars. Uh, I've never been a fan of the Cars franchise. I love Pixar movies, but I really feel like their biggest duds have been Cars and Cars 2. And is there a Cars 3? If it is, I'm putting that on the list too. Uh, Strangers on a Train is just an awesome movie. First of all, it's by Alfred Hitchcock, who is arguably my favorite director of all time. And it is just, you know, I love Hitchcock because he's able to, he's able to grab your attention. He's able to just make a movie very heavy on dialogue, but also make it so suspenseful and thrilling. He's the master of suspense. And he had this fascination about you know, the perfect murder. How could you kill someone and and get away with it? And, and just like, and he has so many movies about this one concept. And this is one of them. Strangers on a train. Just you sitting down on a train. Talk, you got the stranger. You never met him in your life. And you both are bitching about, you know, a, a person. And you're like, why don't we just kill each other's person that you want to die? Because they'll never trace it back to us because we're complete strangers. It, it's it's a really, really well-made film. I highly recommend it. And definitely, I would pick Strangers on a Train over Cars. Next, Mulholland Drive versus Twister. This is like a slam dunk for me. Mulholland Drive is another one of my favorite movies of all time. Twister was 
hokey, it was entertaining. It's a movie that I've watched, you know, a handful of times, but like it, it really, it lacks a lot of substance. While Mulholland Drive, though I, I understand why people could hate that movie. It's a difficult movie to watch. It's a long movie to watch. And frankly, the movie doesn't make sense. I had a conversation um, with my other podcast with Justin and Mike Vivenzio, and we were kind of talking about how, what our feelings were with watching films that are so unnecessarily complicated and that, that really isn't linear to the point where the plot makes sense. Like we were talking about how we felt about them. And me personally, I love those films. I, and Mulholland Drive is right at the top of the list of those type of films. I love these type of movies that transcend the the, the barriers and, and like the, the restrictions of most movies. Like there's no limits to these type of movies because, they're, they're, you know, they're so out there and they're so imaginative. And I like the fact that they challenge the audience to think a lot more critically and even just taking their 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 mind for, for further than they ever would think for watching a movie um yeah so i love mohan drive that's definitely my pick here next is the beach starring leonardo dicaprio versus powder Ooh, this is a terrible matchup so i'm just gonna go by this real quickly i'm gonna pick the beach but i don't really remember either movie and i don't really care for either movie I think I've only watched Powder once, and that was when I was a kid, so, you know, I'm picking the beach. Okay, this might be, um, I'm going to try to make this my last matchup. We have Walk the Line versus Little Birds. Again, slam dunk, Walk the Line wins. Joaquin Phoenix as Johnny Cash, how could you not win? Let me try to do one more here. The Hangover Part 2 versus Iron Man. Now, if it was the first Hangover, this would have been a better matchup because I would have had at least to think about who was going to win. Iron Man, see, despite me being a person who hates superhero movies at this point, Iron Man was definitely one of the pioneering films that launched this, this craze of the Marvel Universe just dominating summer blockbusters and just, like, movie movies in general like the this marvel universe train feels like it's never going to end and iron man was certainly one of them that proved that this is something that we can do like marvel is just like we're gonna make a movie iron man iron man isn't our most popular superhero um but he definitely has an interesting story and with the right actor they chose robert downey jr great choice let's see how well it does and it it exploded the box office and it really aside you know iron man and the dark knight trilogy like those were the movies while they're so different they were just such an integral part in this superhero generation that we're living in so just for the importance of that and truly iron man is the better movie i'm picking iron man over hangover part two thank you for listening this has been the battle of the films peace out tune in next time folks